The National Coronavirus Command Council has decided to enforce a nationwide lockdown for 21 days. As the world has to physically distance to save itself, we need to get closer to God. Come, you're welcome to a place where we discuss the world's events through the lens of scripture. You're welcome to this public square gathering. Yeah, th thank you so much, Greg. Uh, much appreciated and uh, good to meet all of you guys, even if it's uh, an e-meeting. I feel like I'm at the UN. I feel like I'm preparing myself for a meeting at the UN. Eh? It's a global meeting, so I like it, man. So. Yeah, so uh, David's my name, as you've heard. Uh, I am, um, you know, kind of worked maybe by just um, introduction, worked with uh, events and media for a long time, but worked as a, as a pastor as well. And now what I do is I work with, um, what I spend my, the past couple of years, what I've spent my time doing is working with churches and faith-based organizations uh, with their communication strategy. So I, I run a communication consultancy that helps with that in addition to events and stuff like that that I do. So yeah, so um, glad glad to be here. Nairobi is interesting uh, right now. Um, you know, we are, you know, probably have, uh, you know, right now everyone is thinking about COVID and what's going on with that. And right now we have maybe about 220 cases uh, reported so far, I seem to be climbing uh, every day uh, by about maybe 15 or 20 cases or thereabouts. It feels, I don't know about you guys, and I don't know, you know, what's going on in your parts of the world, but it feels like we are trapped in some, you know, apocalyptic sci-fi movie. Because you, you know, you go outside and everyone's wearing a mask. It just, it's, it's so surreal. I don't know if you guys have experienced that, but it's so surreal um, for us in this part of the world. Again, I guess everywhere in, you know, every part of the world, from the lowest income earners, um, you know, uh, you know, with masks and whatnot, uh, people having gloves. So it, it really is a, just an interesting time. I don't, I don't think anybody has lived through a season like this um, in this part of the world, for sure. Um, the church, if I was to speak about the church, the church, you know, I think has battled, and this has been one of my big contentions, I think the church has battled um, a perception crisis for a long time uh, in many parts of the world. And, you know, we are not exempt in any way to that. Eh? I think that the world generally looks at the church today with much more suspicion, uh, much more skepticism, much more doubt than I think I've ever experienced before. And so, so you know, referring to the article that Greg spoke about, yes, there have been conversations about, uh, you know, churches calling on people to give. In fact, I read, an, I, I, I read something uh, on one of our social influencers had posted on his social media and talked about how um, right now, because he's not a believer, and he says right now, every church, every church, every social media platform you go to is pushing their agenda. And part of their agenda is giving. So, you know, you know mobile money, uh, bank, all of these different things. So that's kind of where, where we are at. And we see a lot of that. And there's a lot of... Um, I don't know, there's a lot of doubt and suspicion and skepticism about the church. And I fear, for me, where, from where I'm sitting, I feel like I fear that for people who are on the outside looking in where church is concerned, this, this 
kind of me push them out. So I don't know if Greg, that answers your question, but that's kind of like where, where we are at. How would you, how would you speak to, to these challenges that we, that we are, are facing globally? I think, I think first is that um, we must appreciate that we are living in very extraordinary times. I think we have to appreciate that first up. Huh? Um, and I think the church right now must speak first up with a certain level of sensitivity towards the situation that people are going through. I don't know what it's like in different parts of the world, but, you know, businesses uh, really struggling, people being laid off, people being sent on compulsory leave. And I, I think the church really has to think about, about how do we speak to people um, in a way that is compassionate, in a way that is sensitive, in a way that kind of understands. Because I feel like our, what our people need first is to know that we understand and we appreciate the situation and the circumstances that, you know, people are living in. And I think that, that I think for me, is the baseline for this conversation. Because what I think happens is that circumstances, circumstances have an interesting way of making us change uh, change our beliefs. So, you know, we've got this circumstance and it changes the way we think about money, the way we think about giving, the way we think about church. And I think we need to figure out in a season like this, first up, what has changed and what hasn't. And I think what has changed is the circumstances people find themselves in, um, you know, with job loss, with uncertainty and all of that has, that's what's changed. I think what hasn't changed uh, is our God. And, and somehow there must be a, a confidence from those who lead communities that God is still in control and that God is still kind of, you know, kind of leading us through this, this situation. Now, fortunately for us in Nairobi, most of our churches are on mobile money. And for us, what, that's, that's a huge, huge help. Mobile money is absolutely huge here. I don't know how it is other parts of the world, but, but uh, you know, like my church, we probably get maybe 60, 70% of our giving uh, through mobile money. So that has made things a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, easier for us. The other thing that I find has uh, made it a little bit easier is, you know, having um, worked on developing a communication chain so that, you know, whether people are available on Sunday or not, we know who they are, we know where they are. So a couple of things, if I was to address the, the, the question more specifically, I think one is we need to be sensitive about where we, are, where we are asking for money and where we are asking people to engage. What are those platforms? Because there are certain platforms that you go into and all it does is that it exacerbates the situation. When you go onto your social media platforms and the first thing people see is, hey, give towards this ministry that really exacerbates the situation. And I think the first thing is to try and figure out who are my people, who are my core, and what is the most effective way uh, to get to my core. I think that's the, the first thing that we really as, as a church have to do. The second thing that I think we have to do in this season is try and figure out how do we make sure that even as we are encouraging people to be faithful, because I think giving and, and tithing is really about faithfulness. And it's about, you know, whether you're up in the mountains or down in the valleys, that we are still calling people to be faithful, not towards a church, and not towards the work of a church, but towards the kingdom. And we are calling people to be faithful with their resources. 
and uh, to, to be faithful to what God has put in their hands. But I think as we do that, one of the things to do as well is to try and figure out how are we being a blessing to the communities around us? Uh, and I think, I think that's a big challenge for us in this season so that it doesn't appear as though all we are after is people's, people's resources, especially those on the outside looking in. They look at us and say, all we are interested in is people's resource. So for me, the question is, how do we become a blessing to people even in this season? Now, there's different ways to be a blessing to people. And I think for the church, as you think about who your people are, there's different ways. There's ways that you can, you know, financially try and figure out how you can be a blessing. But right now, there's so much uncertainty and there's so much, you know, I don't even know, anxiety in the air. And we as a church, how do we begin to speak into that situation? One of the things that we've kind of been doing with uh, our church and some of the churches that I work with, because I work with a number of churches, is to say, how do we make sure we are calling people? How do we make sure we are connecting? We call them care calls. How do we make sure we're connecting with our people and calling our people and making sure everyone is keeping well? You know, we may be asking people to give and some people are in dire, dire straits and not able to do that. So, so the thing is, how do we make sure that we are caring for people, that we are sensitive towards their needs? And then I think for me that we are also trying to figure out who are our people and what are the most convenient platforms to get to those people. But I will also say this. I will say that in the midst of a challenging situation like we are going through now, the church needs to be careful that we don't play to the world and that we don't, um, in a sense, give in or change our message because the world is skeptical of us. I think if we are calling people towards faithfulness, we do need a measure of sensitivity, as I said, uh, on one hand, and empathy. But I think on the other hand, we really do need to be able to call people to faithfulness and to call them towards what scripture asks of them to do in a season like this. I was reading, um, and I'll kind of just wind up that particular thought. I was reading a passage in 2 Corinthians 8 that really, really stood out to me. Yeah? And it's about a church that found themselves maybe not in a very, maybe not in the same exact situation that we are in. Uh, but this was a church in Macedonia. And 2 Corinthians 8 kind of talks about this a little bit. And, it, and it, I'll just read a little passage from that. It says this. Now, brethren, we wish to make known to you the grace of God which has been given in the churches in Macedonia, that in a great ordeal of affliction, their abundance of joy and their, listen to this, deep poverty overflowed in the wealth of their liberality. And, and what this guy's really saying is this, is that, you know, you know, if you go and look at the background of that text, what's happening here is that Paul is getting money for missions work. And what's happening is that some of the poorest churches, like the churches in Macedonia, give completely, you know, over and above, completely abundantly. And Paul kind of spotlights them and he says, these guys really have no, they really have no business giving like the church in Corinth or Ephesus that are much larger churches. But these guys, out of their deep poverty, overflows generosity. And I think the thing is that as I said, on one hand, we must have a level of empathy and sensitivity towards people, but we cannot play to the gallery and we cannot be afraid to call people towards what God has asked them to do and to call them towards faithfulness, to call them towards tithing, to call them towards generous giving, even, even in a situation like this. Now, obviously, in terms of the how, I think every church has to figure out what platforms work. So mobile money works 
perfectly for us and we are able to speak to our people about that. Uh, and I think in every context, every church must kind of take a look and see, okay, what works in our particular context? I hope that gives a bit of, a bit of insight into that. Money has a very interesting way of grabbing our hearts and getting a hold of our hearts. And in a season like this, I think that is more so than ever before because you have even less resource. And when people have even less resource, what happens is that we put more faith in our less resource. Now we begin to trust in the little resource that we have more than ever before. And then our sense of faith shifts very subtly from God who's our provider into our resource because we have so little. And I think when the church calls people to give, what we must remember is that we are telling people, free your heart. Free your heart from this bondage, this bondage of resource and this bondage of trusting in the resource that you have. And say to yourself, regardless of whether I have much or little, can I trust God? Whether we are in, whether we are in the mountains or the valleys, whether I have plenty or whether I have lack, the question becomes, can I trust God? And I do think that sometimes God will allow challenges. He'll allow suffering to come our way because he really wants to test you. And he wants to test your heart and see, will you trust me in the difficult times? If your resource moves from having $100 to having $50 or $20, can you still trust God? And I think the church must be careful that we are still calling people to give because we are releasing people, I think, from the bondage that is mercy, but all of that with sensitivity and with empathy.